back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. As the song says, we are coming in hot. Hot, 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 hot. On a hump day. Hot potato. Hot potato. You ever played that game? I have played hot potato. It's not fun. It is not fun. No, it's not. There's a lot of different ways (laughs) now that people play hot potato games now. What do you mean? Like, they've got got one I've seen just recently (laughs) where they're literally passing the bottle around. But it's it's kind of like music hot potato, so it's the ball the bottle keeps going around, and when the music stops, whoever the bottle's stuck on gotta go to the face. Well, they have I don't know if you've seen it. It's called uh, Thunder. So you play Thunderstruck, and then every single time it says Thunder, you chug your beer, and then if it you know the long part like Thunder, and then it's like the solo and it goes for like thirty seconds. Yeah. Then you you hope not to be that guy that stuck guy. on it because then you're just taking beers. And Oof. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's it's kind of a crazy game, but it's pretty fun. We used to we used to play it in college, but I'm yeah. you know, a little bit too old. I haven't played that game in a while. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Starter Hammond text line Honda Lincoln Outline. As always, we want to hear from you, Nate Strick. Now also Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Evan, when's the last time you played Hot Potato? <laughs> uh it's been a while, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, oven mitts, maybe it's just the way to go. And instead of sort of like pulling that thing out of the microwave and batting it around, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just put on the, the oven mitts there. But, uh, you know, like Mickey Joseph said with recruiting, you go where the heat's at. So if you, you want to get a game of hot potato, you know, heat that thing up and get after it. <laughs> that is very true. That would be nice. Maybe we need to play some hot potato with some of the players. Who knows? But I haven't played hot potato since I was a kid, and there's probably a reason for that. It's not very smart, and it's pretty dangerous. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, <laughs> joining us right now. Uh, Evan, let's get into it. I know there's a lot of discussion about the quarterback situation, rightfully so. Um, are you hearing anything about Casey Thompson? And if you are, and maybe you think that he won't be playing this weekend, how do you think that situation is, is going to turn out in, in the end? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was a it was a big step that he practiced right. Tuesday and today. I mean, that was big because he had been sort of on the sidelines and watching some of it, and and the coaches would have said have said that it was big getting him out there, throwing it around a little bit. I, I think my my the, the the way I've sort of viewed it, and I think Nebraska may have sort of viewed it for a while, is that this was kind of that target date to get him back by. Um, you know, you, you look at the Michigan game last week, and, and they really were outgunned and outclassed, and there probably wasn't much reason for Casey Thompson to be back there taking hits in the right. snow. But you look at these last two games, and, yeah, the, the, there's no West Division implications for Nebraska. The bowl game situation is over. But if you beat Wisconsin or you beat Iowa and you end uh, – between those teams, a combined 15-game losing streak uh, against one of them, that's a big deal. And, and that's yeah. still a powerful way, to, especially for the seniors at home, to end their careers. That's a powerful message for the program. That's a lasting, or it can be sort of a lasting experience for, for players that maybe are going to consider entering the transfer portal after the season or, or don't know what the next step is. So I think that's sort of been uh, on their radar for a while. I know that his his nerve uh, injury, you know, I, I've talked to some people in the know. They say it's a really slow healing thing. Like you you uh, you get like a millimeter or two a day uh, back in terms of just the the numbness that you no longer feel. And so he's had 
you know, he will have had about three weeks to come back from that. He's gotten a ton of off-season reps. He, right. he got a ton of reps when he was the starter, so there's this sense that he probably doesn't need to have a full week of practice to be ready to go. So, I, you know, if I were to guess, I still think he's going to give it a go. The cold temperatures maybe give you a little bit of pause there and right, right. and say that that doesn't help with the, the numbness that you might be feeling in your fingers. But uh, my sense in my speculation, maybe a little bit informed would be that, that he would give it a go. And, and of course, if it's not him, then you go Smothers or Jared Sinek or whoever. But yeah, I, I think, and especially if you're talking about Nebraska having a chance to win this game and what we've seen this offense do without him, um, it would be huge if they have him. I think there's a good chance he'll give it a try. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple of things. One, I definitely want to make sure I get a basketball uh, thought in there, but I've been hearing a lot of stuff over Twitter, and I just want to pick your brain about it because I've been focused on basketball. I was doing some interviews and stuff with uh, Hoiberg and and Greasel before they headed out uh, to um, St. John's in, to New York. But in football, it's a lot of stuff has been talked or a lot of talk has been going out about the no visitors for recruiting. What do, what do you know about any of that? Uh, you you have any insight on that? They're they're talking a, a lot of been a lot of talk has been going out saying that they're not going to have recruits mm-hmm. in for the last few games or the last home game. Is that is that something any truth to? Well, I I have heard that's the case for official visitors. I don't I I would be surprised if that was the case for unofficials because you can get commits and local guys just to come in and, and just kind of see what your program's about. So I guess I can't say for certain on unofficials, but officials, they're putting a stop to it until uh, a head coach, a permanent head coach is named, which makes sense. You only get a certain amount of official visits, which is, you know, having your trip paid for for yourself and your family if you're a recruit to a, an institution. And obviously when Nebraska gets that new staff in place, uh, they're going to need those officials uh, extending into the winter, transfer portal, everything that goes into that. So it makes sense, right, at this point. And it's actually pretty impressive what Nebraska's been able to do, actually adding two commits and only losing one pledge from their next class because of all the coaching uncertainty going on. And I think you hear, you know, you hear Mickey Joseph talk at length this week about his recruiting philosophy and um, you know, you get the sense that he, he does. And he told our, our outlet, he, he does want to stay if, if that's in the cards, if that's a possibility. Um, clearly he's built a lot of relationships with guys to this point, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're this current staff, like you don't, you don't know what things are going to look like in three weeks. And so it's probably not fair to uh, spend at least an official visit on bringing somebody in, um, you know, trying to figure out their own future um, when you're not quite sure what's going on. So probably just sort of a responsible due diligence sort of thing from Nebraska. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us every single Wednesday right around this time, around 2.30. Evan, going off of that, then we're talking official visits, unofficial visits. Let, let's just talk broadly recruiting. Um, depending on how this coaching situation shapes up, how do you think the dominoes are going to fall? I mean, I know that when Mickey Joseph was announced, they only had one transfer in that in that short window, and I know a lot of other schools had uh, different type of situations. So whether Mickey stays, doesn't stay, do you think that has some type of influence on recruiting? Do you see much shift, or do you think this is just kind of a wait to see what happens at the coaching situation and players are looking at it the same way? Well, I think, first of all, when you talk about bringing in a coach – 
you have to have sort of a bigger vision in mind than just like how do you hold on to some players on the roster now, right? right? Like I think you have to have kind of a, 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 a cast a, a vision further into the future in that regard. But certainly if, if Mickey Joseph remains on staff, that's going to curb some things. I mean, it's no secret that there are a number of players on this roster who are here uh, almost exclusively because of their right. relationship with Mickey Joseph. Right. And that would include guys like Trey Palmer and uh, Dakota Crawford and, and um, you know, a number of other players that have come from Louisiana or, or from the Southeast who uh, trust Coach Mick. And, and you talk to some of their parents and their family members, and they say, yeah, I mean, to, to send their kid halfway across the country, you have to really trust one of the guys there. And that's, you know, that's one of them. Malachi Coleman, who committed from Lincoln East, is another right. who has really, um, you know, one of those major reasons was because of Mickey Joseph. So, uh, you know, if he's retained or is named the next permanent coach, then that certainly smooths some of the waters, at least in the immediate future. Uh, if not, then really the big date, and, and either way, the big date you have to look at is December 5th in the transfer portal when things open up. And that's when uh, college players on current rosters can enter the portal. Um, and so, you know, if you're Nebraska, you'd ideally be shooting for probably naming someone. Uh, if, if it's after the Iowa game, you, you would like to do that before December 5th, just so that your new person or people in place can make their pitch and make right. and, and make their give them their chance to recruit those guys, keep them around. It's also worth noting that if those players do enter the portal, they can still come back out with Nebraska. So it's not the end of the world in that sense, but that's sort of where your sense of urgency comes in is it's getting toward that open season time of the year when everybody's hearing pitches, everybody's looking for a better situation personally or from a team perspective and so uh, if you're a program without a head coach, without someone to uh, try to retain your own players and cast a vision elsewhere, you're in big trouble. So, uh, you know, that's that's a huge part, I think, of, of the timeline and naming somebody here down the stretch. And, you know, again, if you, if you retain somebody who has the kind of relationships Mickey Joseph does with his players, that's going to make your work uh, in the short term quite a bit easier. Real quick uh, on a basketball note, something that has come out that is it's pretty impressive when you think about it. Um, they've jumped the Nebraska basketball we're talking about. They jumped seventy three spots and now retain a top ten RPI at number nine in the country as far as their their ranking schedule. Um, and they were helped out because of the win by Maine over Boston College. A lot of that also kind of helped out. That was a big oh, big wow. win that Maine was able to uh, secure. So uh, they're going to get their chance at them as well. But but nonetheless. The basketball team will be facing its great test out in St. John's. Okay, they are uh, St. John's is going to be like the old uh, Coach Rich- Richardson out at Arkansas, Nolan Richardson, where they're gonna they're gonna get after you pretty hard, intensely for upwards of forty minutes. And mm-hmm. and and with that in mind. Do you think our our ball handling capabilities, the ability to disperse ball handling responsibilities, will help out? Being that uh, Greaso is not a traditional point guard, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's a different a different sort of approach, uh, as you know better than most on that strike. I mean it's uh, we'll kind of see, right? Like it feels like it's one of those things that you sort of have to feel your way through as the season goes. Do you feel? good with Greasel being that guy? Do you want somebody else or does somebody else emerge as sort of that distributor? And 
I think the early portion of Nebraska's schedule sets up well for them in, in terms of how they're sort of figuring themselves out, where you mentioned the win over Maine uh, looks better now after what they did. Uh, beating Omaha, I think, was no was no slam dunk, just based on the motivation and the talent that the Mavs have. And now you sort of up that level of competition again when you head out to St. John's and, and see what you can handle there. And, and I always look in, in any team's non-conference slate, like you want to have that nice mix of games where – you feel like you're probably a strong favorite and, and you can bank some wins and figure some things out, but then you also want those games that are going to be sort of the measuring stick and, and, and test your guys a little bit and help boost your postseason resume if you're able to win some games. And I think St. John's is one of those. I think Oklahoma potentially could be one of those uh, you know, in another week or so. And it is. It's just sort of that first test of where, okay, if, you're, if you have better athletes than the opposition, then you can kind of get away with doing some different things. But if you're on a level playing field, and it seems at least on paper that Nebraska and St. John's are, are that, then you sort of have to, then it becomes more about the strategy, it, more, it becomes more about the personnel, uh, it becomes more about just sort of the nuances of the game than just, um, again, being able to sort of out-talent somebody. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes if Nebraska feels like it has a true point guard on its roster or if it likes keeping the ball in the hands of maybe its best playmaker in Greasel and, and seeing what it can do from that front. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into some more Nebraska basketball talk here in a little bit because Strick is a great resource for all that. Evan, before we let you go, uh, you're a great resource for Nebraska baseball. They have officially released their schedule. What sticks out to you? Well, they're kind of the same thing that I was just talking about with non-conference. Like you want to have that balance of, of teams that are going to challenge you, but then you want to be able to build some wins and confidence too. And I think they did a good job of that. Uh, that, that series or that weekend that they're going to have in Minneapolis is the one that stands out. I mean, you're playing a single game against Ole Miss, which just won the college world series. You're playing Vanderbilt, which is in Omaha uh, just about every year. It seems like, so that's, those are two games where if you can win even one of those, uh, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that can be the reason you get into the postseason or not the way that college baseball is set up. So there's, the, I mean, that's the big one. There's their opener at San Diego is also, I think kind of a sneaky big series for them. So it's sort of a typical schedule where they play their first three weekends away from Haymarket. And then they spend essentially the entire month of March in Lincoln or in Nebraska oh, wow. um, playing. And so, so to me, it's, it's those road games are where you really, sort of uh, can get ahead in terms of your, your resume. And then the home games are where you just don't want to fall too far behind. And, you know, I, I think their home schedule, quite honestly, this year is sort of underwhelming. I don't, you don't see a lot of big names coming to Haymarket Park this year, at least what you would project them to be this year. So you would think that that would be a big uh, asset for Nebraska, sort of a friendly confines where they can build some wins and then um you know you go on the road and if you can win a series here or there you should be in a good spot to be uh, an at-large sort of team so we don't really know right it's more than half the roster is flipped from last year you've got 10 juco's six transfers a number of freshmen uh that are going to be vying for some spots and they still have to trim their roster down from uh 46 to 39 so they have some work to do there but now there's sort of a, a map in front of them, a, a schedule that they can work off of. And I, again, I think if nothing else, they found a good balance between challenging themselves, but also uh, allowing themselves to sort of, you know, ramp up, get to know what they're all about right. uh, and be able to bank some wins too. Evan, we threw football at you. We threw basketball mm -hmm. at you. We threw baseball at you. You know it all and your team writes about it all. How can people get more great content from you? 
Uh, yeah, Omaha.com, the Omaha World Herald. Hopefully Twitter continues to last. Who knows with all the rumors out there about that, <laughs> at night. Evan Bland, O-W-H. Um, but, yeah, if things continue to, to go along, rumor is there's going to be some fairly significant coaching-related news here in the you know yeah. next couple of weeks. Yes. So, yeah, lots to digest and process. Awesome. Evan, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Great stuff from him, as always. And we threw just about everything that you possibly could have thrown at him, (laughs) football, basketball, and baseball. Maybe next week we'll ask him about something crazy like diving or something like that. We'll ask ask him something. We'll keep him on his toes next week, that's for sure. But we got to take a quick break. Shootout with Strick is next. Your chance to win $15. Count it, one five fifteen dollars to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you got to do is call 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick. Buffalo Wings and Wings on the line. Coming up next on the block, 93.7 The Ticket.